0: Hello, this is Apostolic Truth today, and for those that don't know, this is a podcast. Within this, our mission statement is dedicated to bring forth consistent biblical truths, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And being inspired by God and His Holy Spirit, we're able to bring forth the practical for viewers and those that tune in alike. For another episode of Apostolic Truth today. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've tuned in before, I thank you for listening in once again. It definitely does not go unnoticed, uh, those that tune in and listen, and I really do appreciate it. Whether you be driving in your car, mowing the lawn, going to the gym, or just, you know, doing something productive while listening to the podcast, I, I really do appreciate it. So without further ado, I, I'm, I'm hoping everybody's had an awesome uh, weekend thus far, an awesome uh, week coming forward, and I'm just hoping that everybody's having having a great time. Um, Within, within my church, there's been a lot going on uh, in regards to the phenomenal services uh we've there's been a lot of people receiving the holy ghost there's been a lot of people being baptized in jesus name and then continual faith has just been uh poured out and released in in, in, in continual uh leaning in in uh stress the importance of of coming to god has been the the utmost focus and there's been so much growth and so much happening within the spiritual Uh, realm within the spiritual that 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 no one else can get the glory no man can get the glory no flesh can get the glory but god he gets it all so um in advance i thank you jesus lord there is none greater than you i pray lord that your word be spoken i pray that it be spoken clearly i pray that it be received and it go on good ground good soil that the the seeds take root and i pray that fruit be be, uh are, are produced from this lesson and i pray that your ultimate will be done in the name of jesus So the topic that I do want to go over is uh, learning to tarry. Learning to tarry. So if if one was to ask, what does that word mean, tarry? Well, you can look at a lot of uh, other words that can similarly describe the word and uh, can almost be used in a synonymous manner, and that is abide, set, wait, and settle. So learning to abide learning to set learning to wait and learning to settle i don't know about you guys but uh talking about the flesh i'm not the biggest fan of of always awaiting and, and being very patient um i know it's it's it, especially with the high pat high paced uh nature of today's society we tend to not like to wait we tend to not like to to settle and to just wait on things. We kind of want those instantaneous results. I've talked about it before We are kind of like a microwave generation. We, we want those instant results We want things to happen within within our timing, you know, we we begin to Do things and we begin to do what's right and we believe that we're gonna receive instantaneous results or that we're gonna receive instantaneous fruits within our labors uh, instantaneous fruit within our labor and sometimes we we, we we do things according to to what God is wanting us to do. We, we cast seed, we spread seed, we obey his word, we pray, we fast, we continue to spread the gospel. But we sometimes don't necessarily see these instantaneous things or sometimes things within our lives, it seems like things are kind of going uh, wibbly wobbly and um my pastor recently said this our life seems to be kind of going up and down like the stock market we've got the high highs and we got the low lows and i think that's a beautiful way to describe that but that there's these time periods in serving god or whether or not you're serving god where we go through these highs and lows but within serving god let's not be discouraged that we're going through up points, high points, and low points, because this is normal. But what we need to do is to learn to tarry. Luke 24:49 says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. So, for quick context, Jesus is talking to his disciples after he was crucified on the cross and he was resurrected. He was talking to his disciples, and he said that I'm going to send this promise unto you. This this present this promise I'm going to send unto you. This is this is a promise of 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 soon becoming power. But he says, "Tarry ye into the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high." Acts 1:8 follows with that saying ye shall receive power after the holy ghost has come upon you. So we know that this promises power. Uh, this is this is the grace, this is the ability to do what we need to do. This promise that they were given to t- but they said but Jesus said I, before I give you this promise, I need you to tarry within the city of Jerusalem. I need you to wait. I need you to settle. You might not understand it, but I need you to wait on me and it's going to come. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 25 through 26 says the Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeketh him it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord so with that principle combining with what we had just talked about God is wanting to give us these things but he asks us to tarry and to wait and to settle until we receive power from on high it says in Lamentations, the Lord is good to them that wait on him, that diligently seek him, the soul that pursues him within this time of waiting. So what do we do when we're waiting? What do we do when when we're within that time period of Of it seems like we're not feeling anything. It seems like we're not receiving any direction. Will we go back to the original direction of of seeking him, going back to that original promise? What did God say that he was going to do? Now we're in a span of time between what he said and the fulfillment of the promise. But what we need to do within this time of waiting is to seek him, to set, to wait, to settle, to abide in him. To both... Hope and quietly wait for the salvation and the coming of God. Let's where is our hope at in this in this time that we're living in this span of time of waiting in these low valleys and these high highs within the mountain. We put our trust in our hope in God. We 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 hope in the things that have been promised unto us. If we believe them, we have our heads held high and and we we proclaim truth. We speak boldly in faith. We pray dangerous prayers prayers that are 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 unhindered by fear or timidity of, of, of ridicule of, of, of people talking badly about us, because we're, we're praying these dangerous prayers, one might call them, towards God. We're professing power. We're pro- pro- professing faith. We're professing the impossible, made possible by the the God of the possible, the way maker. We profess faith and we might receive ridicule we might receive people just not understanding people that that want to 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 speak in, in in disbelief that that want to quench your faith but you need to hold on to it you need to it within this time to diligently seek him so no matter what comes against you within this time that he's able to do exactly what he wants you to do within that time and you're only going to receive that direction you're only going to receive that strength you're only going to receive that defense when you abide in him to tarry in his presence to wait on the promise to wait on him to wait for your salvation (laughs) and i've already addressed it from within the beginning God's timing versus our own we want it now God's like there's things I need I need to do within you until that that timing comes maybe you want it now but I may want you to have it later we serve a god that knows exactly what is for our good for those that seek him for those that diligently pursue him for those that are called according to his purpose for those that are sons and daughters of god for those that are called when we are sensitive unto not even when we're sensitive to him but within that criteria he wants what's according to our good what we see within this time period we may think it's good. We may want it a certain way. I've said it in previous podcasts, but the way God wants it is the best way. And God addresses it like this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 9. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. Even so, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. One day as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day, what is this scripture trying to say? God is outside of time. God is outside of, of of what we look at. We may think of something, oh, it's been a long time. It's been a day. It's been a week. It's been a month but that's just that's nothing to god we may look at time in one way and it being a long time but for god it's just a blink it's just it's just the flick of a finger it's just it's just it's so tiny in comparison god's outside of our situation god's outside of the the time period and he knows exactly where we need to be at what at a specific time within a specific place for those that are sensitive and, and to follow his unction and to where the holy ghost is leading them for those that abide Guide. the lord is not slack concerning his promise he's not getting lazy we may wait around and and we may begin to ask God where where have you been god i i I thought I'd already be in this place that you've told me I was going to be you might have called me into ministry you might have called me into a certain place um of uh of of, of, of uh you might you might have called me in to do a certain thing for your kingdom, but and, and and I'm and I'm building and I'm and I'm learning in this time period, but it's not yet happened. Is the Lord lazy? Is is he slack? Is he not going to fill it? Nay. But we put our trust in our faith that in whenever it happens that that is within the best time, we put our trust and our faith in Him, even when we don't understand it. Even when it doesn't make sense, we put our trust and faith in him because God is outside of this time period. God is outside of of our situation. And God's ways are higher than our ways. God's ways are wiser than our ways. God's wisdom is far exceeding than our wisdom. God's understanding is greater than anything we could even begin to try to understand. And when we when we we grab hold of that. We realize that he is going to do everything that he said he is going to do. God's not really bound by anything, but if he was to be bound by anything, it would be his word. Because it says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall abide, shall last forever. Things may go away, but what I say will endure, will last the test of time. Do we choose to believe that? Do we choose to believe that what he says is true? Even when we're going through these hard points, these ups and these downs within our life, these stock market crashes and rises. Because <laughs> I, I, as a human being, I, I get discouraged myself. I go through low points within the valley and I go through high points on the mount. But I'm learning that within these times that when you choose to trust in him, when you choose to abide and to rest within him, within deeper prayer, within deeper fasting, within deeper, um, with greater prayers. And and what, what do I mean by a greater prayer? Is when we're actually praying with everything that we have not just praying to pray but we we begin to open up we begin to pour everything out we begin to speak with such a level of faith that you can feel the power you can feel god just inhabiting that 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 room that closet that car that we may be praying in that we feel things shifting we're going into greater levels of prayer and we feel god abiding and dwelling within us within that place is when the things begin to to shift within our spirits, it's when our faith begins to rise. And no matter where I've, I've found myself at, it, it's within those moments that it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter if there's chaos going on all around me. It doesn't matter if everything's good all around me. My God is good no matter, despite, the outside, despite the external situations, despite the things that I can't control, God is good. He remains good, and unmoved by these outward situations, these things. My God is good and he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. And his word is true. And what he says he will do in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. You are so good unto us. God, you are so great unto us. Yara We see Abraham and Sarah, they waited for a son. So did Rachel and Hannah. We see Noah, he waited for the flood. When God told him the flood was going to happen, he waited many, many years. We had talked about it in a previous podcast. Joseph waited for a promotion Moses, he waited to lead the Israelites out of slavery. Joshua, he waited for the promised land. Ruth waited for a husband. David waited to become king. Elijah waited for rain. Job, he waited for the suffering. God, when are you going to take this from me? He waited. Paul waited for release from prison. What do we see all these things and all these commonalities between every single one of these people is God had given them a promise. God had given them a word. They went through hardship. They went through long duration of time between when God told them and when it was fulfilled. Why did God tell them so early? He told them early to prepare. He told them early to, to see if their if their faith or their trust would be unwavered. He does this to mold us. He does this to shape us. He does this to ref- Find us. He does this so we can choose to abide in Him despite what may be going on, to trust and to wait and to tarry for the promise and in Him. Jeremiah 29 11 through 12 says, For I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, ye will find me. Once again, the pursuit. He plans good things for us, not for wicked, disastrous things, but to give us a future, a hope. A hope in what? For our salvation. A hope in what? The things of the eternal. A hope for what? A hope in Him. Hope for a future for the things that we don't see the supernatural, the eternal, the things that don't make sense, but make sense when you you align yourself to him, the foolish things to confound the wise. In those days when you pray, he will listen. God will listen. But give him your wholehearted prayer. Pour out yourself wholeheartedly. Not just, you know, thank you, Jesus, for this food, or God, I... I love you, I thank you, which is is true. These are good things, but when we get so repetitious with it, when we get so monotonous with it and we we, we just kind of go through the motions, sometimes we, we, we may even mean what we say, but we're not completely pouring ourselves out to God. We're not giving God everything, giving God our, our mind, giving God our heart, giving God our situations, trusting God with everything, pouring ourselves completely out. Then, You will find me how bad do you want me jesus may ask how bad do you want to spend time with me no matter what's going on in your life how badly do you want me in your pursuit in god how badly do you want him How badly do you want the things of God? How badly do you want to be used by God, to be used according to his plan that he has for you? How badly do you want the eternal things? How badly do you want the things that that are of God? How badly do you want his promises? How badly do you want to please him? How badly do you love him? Within that pursuit and within that passion, it will show. And for those, it will show differently. But someone will be able to know that there's something different about you. But they're only going to sense and see that difference when we're abiding within His presence, when we're tarrying within His presence. Let's use Joshua as an example. Let's use Joshua actually before that. let's use Moses as an example. He went up and down Mount Sinai many times. he 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 got the law from God uh, twice actually after once after it was uh broken and then uh, one more time uh, back up to uh, get it the second time after Israelite's folly. Uh, if you haven't studied that out, I, I definitely recommend studying that out. And, and certain things, once again, if I've said stuff that doesn't quite make sense, or maybe it makes sense and you want to get a better understanding of it, go ahead, study around the context of these these scriptures and, and, and these chapters and, and get a better idea of, of what's going on. You know, Don't listen to anything that I say, but uh, find it for yourself. Um, so with Joshua, with Moses I mean... <laughs> when he was on the mount one of the times he he asked to see god's glory It, it was in um let me see it was in exodus i believe it was chapter 33 verse 18 through 22 i could be wrong i'll have to double check but he asked to see god's glory he asked to see god and god said I, I can't let you see me. I can't let you see my face. But because of Moses' hunger and desire to see God, God said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cover your face with my hand and I'm going to pass by you and I'm going to release my hand from you so you can see just the backwards part of my hind leg. And he was able to see that much of God's glory. What had happened was when he went down the mountain, because he was spending such close proximity with God, because he was spending such intimate time with God, his face was shining. He was abiding with God and his face began to shine. The Israelites, it was so bright, they told him to cover cover his face, but they could tell that there was something different about him. There was a glow about him. He was, he was showing God's light. He was, he was, God's light was literally shining from him. People saw the difference to such an extent that made him uncomfortable. They needed to have him cover his face. Uh, uh, if that doesn't speak volumes, we could go into a whole tangent on that. Is uh, when we're spending time with God and abiding with God, people notice a difference it making them uncomfortable and them wanting us to, to, to settle down, them wanting us to, to, whoa, whoa, you're going too far. Let's relax. No. Uh, we need to continue to, to do the things of God to abide in God if it makes people uncomfortable, uh, act in wisdom, but at the same time, don't don't let that hinder your faith and don't let that stop you from doing the things that you believe um, you need to do. Joshua, Joshua, another example and, and this one really touched me when I was praying about it. God gave this to me in, in a good in a good prayer session. He had a hunger and a desire for the things of God, but unlike Moses, he wasn't able to go into the Holy of Holies uh, within the tent, within the tabernacle. He wasn't able to go uh, up all the way up to the top of the mount, but you see within scripture that there was such a desire and a hunger that within the tent... He, he had he had maintained... He wasn't able to go within the Holy of Holies, but he maintained that place in the tent. And, and he abided as close as he could towards God because there was a hunger, there was a desperation within his pursuit. It's like... I need God. I know that, that, this, that he is the waymaker. I know he's the God that created everything, and I want to have a relationship with him. I want to abide as close to him as I can, and I, I want to tarry in his presence. And it said that he had, he had waited within the tent. Even after Moses had left, he continued to abide within the presence of God. When Moses was up on the Mount Joshua, it says that he went with him. It doesn't say that he was down on the floor, but it also says it doesn't say that he was with Moses either, but it it does say that he went to the Mount with him. He got as close as he could because he wanted to experience God. He wanted to get as close to God as possible. He was only second um, behind Moses. He was Moses' right-hand man. Moses was God's right-hand man. And then he eventually became God's right hand man. and He was able to lead the Israelites into the Promised Land. Moses wasn't even able to enter the Promised Land. The, the the children of Israel, the original generations, weren't able to enter into the Promised Land. The future generations, followed by Joshua, was able to enter in to the Promised Land. Joshua and Caleb, they were sent by as spies uh, with with ten other uh, people uh, by Moses to go ahead. And explore this promised land prior, and they had call, all come back after seeing the the, the mighty forces of, of 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 Canaan. They were intimidated by how big they were, how 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 this wasn't wasn't going to be possible. There's no way that we're going to be able to conquer this land of Canaan, this promised land that God has promised us. There's no way that we can get in there. They begin to spread fear. They begin to spread panic. They begin to spread disbelief with their lack of faith in God who gave them the promise. But what did Joshua and Caleb do? Joshua and Caleb said, no, our our God is bigger than these giants. Our God is bigger than their forces. Our God is outside of that. Our God had promised us this promised land. We need to believe that God's gonna Give us the victory. And because of Joshua and his relationship with God, even though he wasn't able to abide within the Holy of Holies, because he chose to abide. With God, because he had a hunger and a desire to pursue the things of God to get as close to God as possible, because of that fervency within him, he had the faith, he had the belief that God was going to keep his word when everybody else was spreading fear and panic, because the difference between Joshua and the Israelites was the Israelites were not spending time and abiding with God, and Joshua was the israelites listened to the man moses to the preacher but they had no relationship with god if you don't have a relationship with god if you're not abiding with god if you're not praying to god on a consistent basis allowing him to move you allowing him to change you allowing him to change the things that you think on to allow him to change the things that you say allow him to change your behavior You're, 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 when things get difficult, you're gonna lack the faith. When things get hard, you're going to make the wrong decisions. The reason being is because when you abide in God, he changes your character. He changes your 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 perception of things. He changes your faith, your, your demeanor. Your face begins to shine like Moses and, and people can see his light dwelling from within you, from without you, by your walking in integrity, being led by the Holy Spirit. Everybody else in this world is, is, is fearful, there, there's panic, there's anxiety, there's sickness, there's disunity, there's so much going on within this world, but when we abide and we tarry within his presence, there's there's something different that people begin to notice within us. They talk to us, they look on us and they're like, I don't know what you have, but I see something different within you. Uh, you need to tell me what it is and you begin to testify, you begin to preach and to teach them of what God has done within your life and, and they're like I, I, I believe it I, I see it I what you're saying is resonating within my spirit because I know you believe and you mean what you're saying. There's something that 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 is, that is, is not troubled you but it has, has, has <sighs> there is something that's 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 habitating within you that I can sense that what you're saying is true and I, I want what you have. And they come to God. They come to God. Let that, let that be our, our lifestyle that we, in this end times, within this, this, this time of, of confusion, within this time of uncertainty, that we put our trust and our faith in God. We don't put our trust and faith in the news. We don't put our trust and faith in man's agenda. We don't put trust and faith in ourselves. We put trust in our faith in God and in his word, in his direction. But if we don't pray for ourselves and we just hear it from another man of God, it might resonate within our spirit. We might get excited we, a lot of times we probably do get excited, but if we don't have that close relationship with God, it's not going to last within the week when, when things get difficult. We need to have an intimate relationship with God, for we're able to have the mind of Christ, it says within Scripture. It says within 1 Corinthians 2.16, For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Okay, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who hath known the mind of Christ, that he may instruct him. We have the mind of Christ. Or let's read it like this. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. When we look at the word hath known, for who hath known the mind of the Lord? When we look into the concordance here, I'm having difficulty. Okay, it says it right here. To learn, to come to know, to get knowledge, to perceive, to feel the mind of the Lord. To know, to understand, perceive, to have knowledge of. Also within, within one definition, it says a Jewish idiom for sexual intercourse between a man and a woman, that, 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 that union between man and woman when they become one, to have that intimate relationship within that other person becoming one, being acquainted with the Lord, having that intimate relationship with the Lord to know, to understand. So who has that intimate relationship with the Lord? Who has that understanding, that perception of the mind of the Lord? It says that we have the mind of Christ within the Greek part within the concordance looking at the Greek the word have means echo so we have the mind of Christ to hold in our hand in the sense of wearing to hold to have possession of the um, to hold fast to keep to have to involve to regard to consider to hold as to own to possess to be closely joined to a person or a thing, to be closely joined to God. We have the mind of Christ. How are we able to hold on to the mind of Christ? Well, within prayer, within fasting within getting as close to God as possible, where God's dwelling within the Holy of Holies, we're able to go within the Holy of Holies it used to be separated by the veil within the tabernacle within the tent because of sin brought on by the first man Adam but the veil was torn, we are able to step into the Holy of Holies the only thing getting in the way of us having that relationship with God is ourselves but when we begin to say no matter what i'm gonna dwell with him no matter what i'm gonna go deep within my prayer closet and i'm gonna tap in and to find the will into the mind of where god is wanting me what should i do within this situation we have the mind of christ we have the strength of christ we have the defense of christ we have the things of God. God gives us the grace, the love, the ability, the things that we can't do. We're presented with A and B or A in C. What, whatever's happening in B we need to trust and to realize that God is bringing it for his good to trust in God no matter what's going in, on in my life no matter what's happening with my friends my family, sickness uh, uh, financial situations uh, things may be good, looking good, things may be looking down, that I'm going to choose to trust in my God who is good who says things will work according to my good. Maybe not within the fleshly, maybe not within the, the worldly, but within the eternal, within the things of the things that we cannot see. We need to trust in our God. What he says will come to pass. In Psalms, David wrote it like this, that we are to abide underneath the shadow of the Almighty come under his covering to come under his protection to come under his will his plan for us let's allow god to do exactly what he wants to do within us within this time for lacking peace let's cast our cares before him let's have faith and believe that when we ask these things in prayer that God is going to bring forth the miraculous, that God is going to bring forth an answered prayer, whether or not it's the answer we're looking for, that we continue to be obedient in Him and we will have this peace of God that transcends all understanding. When we come to a place of God of brokenness, to find mercy. We then can find grace in the ability to do the things that we can't do. We tap into power realizing that we can't do it outside of God. We need to come to God with our problems. We need to come to God with our situations. Man cannot do it. The preacher can't do it nothing uh, of this world can do it entertainment um drugs alcohol can't do it the only thing that can do it is our lord god almighty jesus if we're lacking stability if we're lacking consecration separation within within this time if we're lacking where to go open the book open the Bible the only book, the book of truth. It says his word will lead you, will guide you. It's a lamp, a light unto your way. It guides you. It will direct you by God's Holy Spirit. He will begin to reveal things unto you. You're able to tap into the mind of God for we have the mind of God for daughters and sons of God that come to him, that have relationship with him, that have faith, that believe in him, that have faith in him and for who he is, but also believe in him for what he's able in going to do. Let's pray dangerous prayers. Let's step out of our comfort zone. Let's allow God to, to do what he wants to do within our life so we can be a better life to those around us. In the name of Jesus, I pray that this prick hearts. I pray that this stir spirits. And I pray that God begin to work on you. I pray that God begin to do something through you. I'm not talking just to talk. I'm not Uh, Exhorting god's word just to exhort god's word i'm doing it because I Believe that it's going to produce something within you I I believe that it's going to produce something within someone someone listening I'm, not just casting seed throwing out there. Hopefully that it hits but I know that it's going to produce fruit I know that god is going to bless it because god's told me even if I don't see it right now Even if I don't understand it right now, even if my flesh is warring against my spirit and saying nope it's not happening or the devil tries to come in with his lies. Nope, it's not happening It's not gonna happen. I can say I rebuke you Satan get behind me because my God says it's gonna happen My God says when I seek him first and when I diligently uh, uh, Put him first in these things that that he'll, he'll he'll be with me He'll 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 guide me in the things that he's promised me he's gonna give me so I choose to believe that And for you guys in like manner what to today are you going to believe are you going to believe the lies of the enemy are you going to believe your external situations are you going to believe your flesh and your doubt and your lack of faith are you going to trust in your spirit man are you going to trust in God are you going to trust in what his promises say he's going to do that the things that he has personally said to you that he's going to do let's stay encouraged let's abide in him and to learn to tarry within his presence, no matter where we're at. In the name of Jesus, this has been another episode of Apostolic Truth today, and you guys have a good one.